Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a tale as old as time. He's handsome, debonair. She's pretty and sweet. They lock eyes across the room. Okay, hold on. Honey, you need to get your facts straight. Finding love today is more like... Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I back. just want somebody to share my life. What does his text mean? Maybe he's just not that into me. Is this, this is relationship, relationship going, going anywhere? anywhere? You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Happy Halloween, lovers. Usually we do a special episode this time of year with our Halloween dating horror stories. But considering we have all been living in a horror story for the last year and a half, I thought I'd tap into the magical aspects of this time of year instead. Today, my guest is astrologer Rachel Lang. She's the author of the new book, Modern Day Magic. And we're going to talk about all of this magic in the air and how you can use it in your love life. Today is going to be a really powerful episode. You will leave with some simple yet effective rituals and techniques to help you find your intuition, visualize and manifest your match, and make some modern day love magic for yourself. But first, some Halloween-y headlines to cover today. Is this your year for a cute couple's Halloween costume? We'll tell you what's trending. And how are you missing all of the big red flags? I quizzed Alicia Silverstone and my friend Drew Barrymore on her show last week. So we'll see how you score against them. Then in Dear Demona, I'll answer questions from you like, why are you attracting all of the wrong people on dating apps? And can you trust that your dates won't infect you with COVID? Lovers, happy Halloween. Let's dish. D's dating dish. Couples Halloween costumes. Honestly, when I was single, they gave me hives and they still give me a little bit of hives, but I can at least see the appeal. So I wanted to cover today some hot Halloween costumes for couples. I did do a family Halloween costume two years ago. You know, last year was a wash. But two years ago, my family did an Adam's Family theme that I swear to you, I we nailed it. I was the best Morticia. My husband was Gomez. He had like fake mustache, did the whole thing. My daughter actually is Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Her name's Addie, but she actually would probably respond to the name Wednesday Adams. And my son did a great Pugsley. It was amazing. And it kind of got me excited for Halloween again. We live in a neighborhood where we get on a normal year, literally 
3,000 trick-or-treaters. And it's it's such a special time of year for me. I love seeing the costumes and the, the joy that the kids get. And I always used to love going to Halloween parties. So if you're having any Halloween parties this year, I don't know, in person, indoors, outdoors, I mean, you do you. But there are a number of articles that were trending on some dynamic duo costumes. Even if you are not in a partnership, you could pick one of these costumes to do with your bestie. Okay, top picks. Lola and Bugs Bunny from Space Jam. You could tell by the tone of my voice. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that one. Did y'all see Space Jam too? Ooh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, but cute, cute. They also brought back in this article, which we'll, we'll link to in the show notes from Vice, Daria and Jane. Remember Daria? So great. Jane is not that recognizable on her own, but everybody, everybody loves Daria. So I thought that one was cute. Also, some other top picks, Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. I feel like that was so 2020. Don't do that. Don't go back there. Morticia and Gomez. Okay. That's very, very familiar. Justin and Brittany. No. Why, why Justin and Brittany? We, I thought we canceled him years ago. Uh, of course, you can go Disney. You could go Tiana and Prince Naveen from The Princess and the Frog. You can go Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. You can go way back. But I want to see some like topical and current costumes. I want to see some promising young women, you know, in the nurse stripper uniform, because then you kind of kill two birds with one stone. You can like wear your hot, sexy nurse costume, but also have a current cultural reference. I want to see some Kim K at the Met Gala. Like, what was that black shroud completely covering her face situation? Was that her mask? I guess that's a good costume in COVID and Delta. I don't know. Maybe some Wanda and Vision. I mean, let's get creative here. I'm going to be very creative. I'm going as a Bo Burnham song. Let me tell you what I have, and maybe you can guess. I have tiny pumpkins. I have comfy socks. I have a bobblehead of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can DM me if you think you know what it is. But follow me on Instagram at Demona Hoffman if you want to see the final product of my very creative Halloween costume on October 31st. Keeping with the theme of pop quizzes, I gave a pop quiz on the Drew Barrymore show to Drew and Alicia Silverstone, who was our guest, on red flags. So many times people ask me about red flags. I feel like everything I've seen on Instagram and TikTok is about red flags lately. And so I wanted to set the record straight. So I quizzed them and gave them a couple of red flags that people ask me about and ask them if it's really a red flag or not. So the first one was their profile has a long list of things they want in a partner. I got some flags on that one. I don't know. Alicia wasn't really sure. We'll put the link to watch the clip in the show notes. But I would say that one is not actually a red flag. I think it's a good thing if somebody shows that they have thought about their ideal partner. Now, if they say all of the things they don't want in a partner, that to me is a red flag. I could tell someone's entire relationship history just from reading their dating profile and all the stuff that they say that they don't want, because that's what tends to come up. You're trying to shortcut it and you'll say like, don't even talk to me if you have done a couple's costume before. <laughs> so I know like your ex made you do these weird couple's costumes for Halloween and you hated it. But really look for clarity. I think that's actually a green flag, not so much a red flag. What if their profile is only pics and no text? Is that a red flag? Heck yeah, that's a red flag. 
no text often comes from a catfish or people who aren't using dating apps with intent. People who are really looking for a relationship will put some effort into writing their profile. Okay, last one, and then you'll you'll have to go to the clip to watch uh, how Drew and Alicia and I responded to this one. They message you with a generic opening line, like, hey. <laughs> Is that a red flag? Ugh, it's not a red flag, but it's really annoying. If you want a better formula for an opening line, you don't know what to say, just do comment plus question. Comment some, on something in their profile plus a question to follow up and get them to engage in a conversation with you. You can watch all of the red flags in the clip at thedrewbarrymoreshow.com or we'll put the link in the show notes. When we come back, I will be here with my friend, Rachel Lang. She is my astrologer. I have a few astrologers, but she's she is who I have actually studied astrology with. By the way, I'm terrible at astrology. So don't ask me any astrology compatibility questions, but you can ask them of Rachel and you can hear about her new book, Modern Day Magic. It's fantastic. I have it right here on my desk and I can't wait to talk to her about it right after this. Friends, I got to tell you about Slate's new sex advice podcast. How to do it. For three years, Jessica Stoya and Rich Juzwiak, who's a friend of the show, you've heard him here on Dates and Mates, they have been giving advice to Slate readers on everything about sex, on libidos, secrets, sexting, surprising fetishes, and a lot of other things you've probably never even imagined. <laughs> now they're joining forces to answer their most wild and tricky questions together. Whatever you want to know about sex, truly, whatever. They'll tell you how to do it. Listen now to the How to Do It podcast twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am here with Rachel Lang. She's a certified astrologer, Reiki master, intuitive and medium. She's been featured in LVBX magazine, Bustle, HuffPost, Well and Good, Romper, Elite Daily, Pop Sugar, and more. You've seen her on Dates and Mates. And now she is the author of the amazing book, Modern Day Magic, Eight Simple Rules to Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life. Please help me give big smooches to my dear friend, Rachel Lang. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show again. I love your show and I love talking about love. Same, 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 same. And I'm really proud of you, Rachel, because you Oh my gosh. <laughs> not and y'all, this is not just any book. This is like a really nice book. This may be like the nicest book I've ever owned. I got a beautiful hardcover. It's like the colors and it's really well, first let's tell everybody it's modern day magic and it's a beautiful book, but it's really designed to be an education, but also a workbook of sorts. Right. Yeah. Tell me about the inspiration for Modern Day Magic and how you hope people will be able to change their lives with it. Yeah. Well, I think the inspiration came, it it just happened. It started one day I was walking past Alexandria to bookstore, which is a little metaphysical bookstore in Pasadena. And I heard this, this inner voice say, there's something in here for you. So I went in and right there is this journal that said, think and magic right on the cover. And so I was like, I think this is it. I think this is for me. So I walked next door, went into a coffee shop. And on the first page I wrote, I think I'll start a magic journal. And, and then, then I was like, I know myself really well. So I was like, I don't actually trust myself to follow through and do this. 
And then as if something took over my hand, I found myself writing magic rule number one, trust yourself. Wow. That's really powerful. Let's break it down for the folks that just had a knee-jerk reaction to you saying the word magic. This is our Halloween show. And they're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I, d- I don't I don't mess with witches. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can you just define magic in the current sense? And I learned a lot actually from even, even going through your book and understanding the history of magic and how it's been used in different religions and different cultures and talked about for generations in different ways when people want to create certain results. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know. Um, so first of all, we all have magic. You don't have to be a witch. You don't have to be a wizard to tap into that magical power. And when I talk about magic, I talk about that creative force that's alive in all of us that urges us into relationship with one another that makes us feel connected to the earth and the divine it's it's this passion energy it's the aliveness that we feel and i think everybody has that experience of having some kind of wild synchronicity happen in their life you know like when you meet your person for example think about all the series of events that goes that happens leading up to you meeting your person and so that is magic magic is the threads of connectivity that are constantly moving in our lives what's so exciting when you start working with magic is that you see oh my gosh I really do have agency I really do have some kind of creative power in my life and I'm sure you hear first love stories, you know, all, all the time, like when you first meet your person and there are always these magical experiences that, that I hear from my clients, from my friends, from anyone who's talking about when they first fell in love of all the missed connections. And then we were in the same place at the same time by magic. And, and what happens a lot of times before you meet your person or before that love match, that love connection is made, is that you're setting intentions. You're thinking, even thinking, I really want to be with my person. I really want to meet my person. That's an intention. And so we can set intentions intentionally and sit down in a really, you know, concentrated spiritual practice and manifest and write our intentions down. Or sometimes those intentions are happening and we're saying them without even realize, realizing that that's what we're doing. Um, there's some force that urges us to keep, to keep going forward. And, uh, and that's magic. I want to dig into those intentions a bit because in my programs, I do a lot of work around intention setting and the foundation of my higher coaching program is mindset. That's where we have to begin. And I say it's part of, there are a lot of things that factor into it. It's how you, like beliefs that you have about yourself, beliefs you have about who you want to meet and how it's going to happen. And we do a lot of work around intention setting and visualizing that. But I would love for you to talk about it from the magical perspective, because, you know, I'm definitely curious and intrigued about all all of the stuff that that you do and the the way that you work i find a lot of times 
my audience likes to have it grounded in a more, you know, a structured kind of way. So I'm always walking that dance. And this is something that you do so well in this book is that, I mean, it is eight simple rules. You make it really practical to separate the conscious from the unconscious intentions and to actually consciously put the intention of finding your person the right way out into the world. So you're right. Absolutely. Magic is practical. It is something that you do in your everyday life. It is not just a woo-woo thing that you go out and do on the full moon. And so when you are... But you do go out and do it on the full moon too. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm not going to lie. I do make my moon water. (laughs) Um, So... So, but, but, you know, I think for anyone who's wanting love and actually this is one, this is one of the reasons why I started working with magic when I first started 25 years ago was love, you know, I wanted to be in love. And so what I discovered is that with every magical process, there is part intention. So it's, it's, it's really tapping into what does my heart want? And it's not just what my head wants, because sometimes our heads, our egos, our minds want something very specific. I want a guy with, you know, who wears these kinds of socks and who, you know, has this kind of job. And, and when we tune into our hearts, we feel the intention of, I want to meet my soulmate. I want to meet my person. I want to meet the person who is going to bring out the best in me. And so magic involves setting those intentions from a feeling state. And from a place of really feeling integrated and then attention. So then we focus our attention on that thing. And we can do this through rituals. You can do this through writing love letters to your, to your unknown person, even if you haven't met them yet. And, and this is what I did when I was manifesting, when I was conjuring my wife is that I would, I would feel all of my heartstrings connect to hers. I didn't know who she was. I had no idea where she was in the world, but I could feel her energy because our souls know, you know, our souls know. And so I would do this, you know, whenever I thought of it or whenever I really wanted to. And then I would write her love letters in this journal. And as soon as I was finished writing the love letter, I would let go. So this is the other part of the process is we want to spiral our intentions out. We want them to leave our aura. We want to send them into the earth. We want to send them into the divine, into the heart of the divine. We don't want to obsess because that gets us into control to where our person might be right in front of us. And we're so stuck in, I want this and I don't have this that we won't, we can't even see that that person's right there. Oh, I'm so glad you you said that in that way. And I know all my dating accelerator participants right now are shaking their heads and they're going, oh, that's why Demona does that. Like, you know, sometimes we'll start out class with a visualization. And I literally just last week did the basically a visualization of what you just explained, like picturing your energy going out to that person and feeling the feeling of it connecting with the person that you are meant to be with. And I really spend a lot of time getting into not the list, not all of these qualities that you write down that you're looking for, 
But what does it feel like? What will it feel like to be in the arms of that person? Because you will definitely recognize that feeling. You might not recognize, you might not be able to check it off a list, but you'll know when you're sitting across from that person, oh, this feels different. But sometimes we can't get there. We can't get there, Rachel, because we have so many so much chatter in our minds that are blocking us from being able to get to it. And we also have fear. Mm-hmm. You talk yeah. about fear in the book, Modern Day Magic. Talk to me about fear now and how it blocks us in love and how we can let go of it. Finally, we don't need it. A little bit of fear is healthy. <laughs> the fear in the wrong places can really block your block your magic, right? Yeah. It can keep us from, from accessing the depth of our intuition and keep us from really having clarity about our, you know, about, about what we want. So a couple of things that I recommend for, for, for letting go of fear. And one of them, first of all, I think the best thing you can do with fear is go into it. Is <laughs> like step into it. Go as far as it. so. If there's a fear of going online dating or opening yourself up or being the first one to make a move, like I think sometimes those fears, like you said, sometimes there can be healthy fear, but there is another kind of fear that happens when we are about to up level in a very big way. When you're about to manifest that love and you're about to meet your person, everything inside of you is like, no, put on the brakes. Not, 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 not everybody, but for me it was. And ultimately what I found is that letting those butter, letting those butterflies in your stomach build up, knowing that fear is actually an energy and that if you use it as fuel, then you can charge forward. Then you can make things happen for yourself. So we don't have to necessarily get rid of fear because we can't often get to courage unless we go through fear. And then once we're encouraged, we're deep in our hearts. And that's when, that's when love, that's when we can have a full experience of love. I know I do the same thing. Like I was on, on Drew last week and it was like a very emotional episode and I wanted to like go like this and I'm like, I my mic, I can't. I personally love that feeling. And I think this is something that I've cultivated in walking through fear. I love that feeling of being afraid and doing it anyway. And I think the way that it really shows up so powerfully in love is that, well, first of all, if you're not feeling it, that means you don't really care. Like there's nothing at stake, right? Right, right. And if you always pull back from it, you never really play your edge. You never really get to that point. I see this all the time of people letting fear be in the driver's seat and getting so close to what what they want and then not ever going past that tipping point into like the full experience. And that's where all the good stuff is. And I know it can bring up a lot when you're playing on that, but it's so helpful to play in that fear space in other, like face your fears in other areas. And I find that it can then impact your ability to be brave and face your fear in love as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, um, and I think what happens for us is that there's a part of us, there are multiple parts of us, you know, the, all the different identities, the different hats we wear. And there are some parts of us 
that are really afraid of relationships because of culture and some of the cultural conditionings we have. You know, for some of my clients, it's a fear of losing freedom. For some of my clients, it's a fear of going into a relationship and then becoming their parents. Um, you know, so it's, it can... Girl, you just socked me in the gut with that fear of freedom thing. I... I can't even tell you. I it's been I've been with my husband so long I kind of forgot. But literally as when you said that, it I just like a vision of my former self popped up and I was like, "Oh, that was 100% me." So I would choose people who I knew weren't going to need me the way that I wanted to be, you know, need like integrated in a relationship with in a partnership. Because that was sort of scary. Like if that person's relying on me, then I don't have freedom to be who I am or do what I want to do. And I see this so much with clients. Like when you have had, you, you have your lifestyle and you're comfortable in it. The idea of changing your life to open up for this person can feel really scary because you don't know what that next life is going to be. And it's going to be different for sure. It's going to be different. Right. And we have so many ideas of, I mean, cultural ideas of you get married, you have children, like our, our family of origin. I know I had these. And, and so one of my big fears that kept me from, from being in relationships with my equal or from being in relationships at all was a fear of actually being out of the closet. To where, like, I, it would be okay for me to say I was out of the closet, but as soon as I had a relationship, then I had to face my family. Then I had to face the conflict of, I have someone to bring home and how does that work? And so we all have these, these fears that come from our families, that come from our culture, and that come from perhaps maybe being different than who culture says that we're supposed to be as women, as men. As you know, maybe you don't want children, but you feel like that's something you have to do. So all of these, so we have to bring all of the parts of us back into balance and relate with them. And so I give a couple of exercises in my book about how to do that, because it's the number one reason why we don't manifest what we want or what we say we want, because there's a little part of us somewhere in the background, often in the subconscious that's saying, no, I'm scared. Mm. Your rituals and techniques in the book are so powerful. Y'all, she actually has an open to love spell that you can try in the book, but I can't tell you the spell. You're going to have to get the book to get it. Modern day magic. I also want to talk about being guided by intuition. We kind of touched on this at the beginning of the conversation, and this is something with my background and training in the spiritual world, as well as in the strategic grounded logistics of dating. I also think it's important for me. I feel it is part of my calling to teach people how to use their intuition, because I feel like when you're not listening, that and you give some beautiful examples in the book of how listening to your your intuition guides you to experiences that you could never have even found if you were looking with your eyes and and trying to figure it out with your brain. Um, 
Can you just talk everybody through this uh, inner yes and no body awareness exercise? Because I think it's a really good entry point to even being able to tell, should I be swiping left? Should I be swiping right? Should I go out with this person? What is my body telling me? Yeah, that's I love this exercise because it is if you don't if you don't do anything else to develop your intuition or spirituality, knowing your inner yes and knowing your inner no can answer any question in your life. And so what I what I do is and we can actually try this together if you want. Um, so if you can, and if you're listening, just put your put your hand over your chest, like up kind of right underneath the collarbone, above the rib cage, just right at the top right there, kind of in your heart area. And now we're going to, I'm going to ask a couple of yes or no questions. And the key is just feel it in your body, feel your inner yes and feel your inner no. And what happens for me a lot of times is that I will actually sway. Yes. Or like my body will move. Yes. Forward for yes. And it will sort of move a little bit backwards for no. And so we can, we can try that right now. And, and we're all listening from different places in the world. So I'll ask questions that would just pertain to you. But, um, I'm going to ask a, uh, a yes or no question and, and ask, is it raining outside? And just feel the way your body wants to move and feel what that yes or no feels like in your body. Did you feel it? I felt that immediately. I've never done it in that way, like back and forth. Mine, I kind of go left or right. Mm. So that was really powerful for me because immediately my body moved back. Um, so I assume it's not raining, even though randomly in Los Angeles, it was raining this morning, but it is right, not right. currently. So yeah. my body knew. Yes. You can even just do this with your name. Like if, if that was, if, if you're like, I don't know if it's raining or not, I haven't seen the sun. <laughs> I'm working home <laughs> I'm inside. Um, in the book, you talk about even just saying my name is. Mm-hmm. Demona. And for me, like the energy is pulling forward. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, mm -hmm. and if you can get your baseline with just simple questions like that, then you can apply it to other things. Right, Rachel? That's right. So you can ask, it's in my best interest to go on a date with this person. And then if you get like a, like a yes, no, maybe like, I don't know, then you can ask follow-up questions. It's in my bet. It, it will be in my best interest to go on a date with this person after we've talked two more weeks. Um, or it's in my best interest to, to let this one go. So you can keep asking questions, yes or no questions until you come to a place of clarity in your own body. And our body knows, you know, you get an upset stomach. It's like when you even think about going out with someone, or if you're having an argument with, if you're frustrated with something that your partner's doing, like your body knows. And so I think one of the things that, you know, when we start working with magic, magic is a body centered spiritual practice. So we want to, we want to deepen our body awareness and, and let our body be our divination tool. Let it be our, our guidance system. I love this. And even you mentioned like 
asking, should I be going out with this person? Should I break up? Y'all, she even has rituals that you can do if you're going through a breakup or like sometimes you just need to cleanse the energy. Maybe the relationship was years ago, but somehow you are still tethered to that person and you need some way to, I always say, thank and release. Thank and release that person. And people can do that from getting your book and and going through the rituals. And I love how it makes it so simple, but it also creates enough space for you to design the rituals yourself. It's not like this isn't a spell book. And like it's not, it's not like, you know, modern day witchcraft book. This is like how a grounded way to access these principles in your daily life. So I love that. I, this is such a great book. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. It's so life-changing. So I appreciate you being here and sharing. And there are so many more goodies at rachellangastrologer.com. Thank you so much for being here, Rachel. Oh, thank you so much. Make sure you get a copy of Rachel's book, Modern Day Magic, Eight Simple Rules to Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life. We will put the link in the show notes. In a moment, I'll be back to answer questions from you, my Dates and Mates family, and dear Demona, this week I'm talking about, is it the apps or is the New York dating scene just really bad? <laughs> and is it a good time to get back out here in these Delta dating streets? I'll tell you right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Here's what's on your mind this week. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. Hi, Demona. I'm a heterosexual, 31-year-old African-American male. Everything's going well for me currently. I got accepted into grad school, and I don't have much problem finding work. One thing that's not happening for me, though, is dating. That's pretty much non-existent. Now, I do prefer African-American women, but I'm open to all ethnicities of women, if there's a spark and sincere interest. But I noticed one thing while being in the dating game online, mostly only non-black women read, parentheses white, contact me, and all these women tend to only have a high school diploma. Why aren't I attracting African-American women? Offline, my experience is pretty much the same. I get much more interest from foreign women. Again, missing from this equation is African-American women. Why am I having such a hard time dating? Is it that New York doesn't have a good dating scene? Or is it something more baneful? How can I put my best foot forward in terms of showcasing my best person to attract the best mate I can? Thanks. Nicholas, I'm going to work backwards from the end of your question. No, it's not that New York doesn't have a good dating scene. Actually, New York has a great dating scene for you because if you're a heterosexual male, there are more eligible women looking for fellas like you than there are eligible men. So the dating odds are in your favor. The question is, why haven't you found them? And it sounds like because you do have high standards. You're in grad school. You're looking for someone who has a higher level of education. Automatically, that 
makes your pool smaller. And when we start looking for certain boxes to be checked, as opposed to how that person interacts with you, a lot of times when I'm working with clients one-on-one, we'll get to the root of, it's not so much that that person has to have an advanced degree. It's more about that person's ability to have an intellectually stimulating conversation with you. And maybe you couldn't do that with someone who just has a high school diploma, but I'm sure there are a lot of listeners right now who are saying, I only have a high school diploma and I'm plenty smart and I can keep up a conversation with you if you only gave me a chance. So that I would, first of all, look at your filters there and the way that you are screening off the bat. Secondly, uh, I'll tell you another another secret that there are fewer black women on dating apps than other ethnicities. I think this is in some cases respects a result of black women not feeling seen on dating apps and not not getting swiped on by people of other ethnicities. And there's a ton of data that backs this up. I, of course, have been able to beat this stat with my African-American female clients many, many times. But it is a real thing that's out there that I just want to acknowledge for any of the black women listening that are like, I, you know, I feel like a, a unicorn on my dating app. And so Again, now you are looking for highly educated black women on a platform where there are fewer black women. But you're in New York City, Nicholas. There are tons of successful, educated black women around you. I would have you, first of all, look at the pool that you're dating in. Are the kind of women that you're looking to meet on the dating apps that you're using? Sounds like the answer to that is no. So you might need to change the app that you're on. Maybe you need to start on an app like The League, where you have to apply to be accepted. They are specifically looking for people that have a certain professional career and background. So that automatically checks things checks one thing off of your what sounds like is on your list right now. You also, now that things are opening up more, I would start thinking about doing some offline activities. Work backwards. Where would you go to meet the kind of woman that you are visualizing? She, If she's educated, maybe she'll be at a book reading. Maybe she'll be at a political event. Maybe she'll be at a fundraiser. Maybe she'll be at an art museum. I want you to really visualize where would this kind of woman that I am envisioning for myself, where would she be? And try to put yourself in those spaces. I love dating apps. I you, You've listened to the show before, you know, I love dating apps, but I just have to keep reiterating, it should not be your only strategy. And if you're finding that the dating app you're on isn't working for you, we have to change something. We either have to change the filters, change what we're thinking we need and the way that we filter through the options on the dating app to find people that we want to go out with, or we need to broaden our pool somehow and date differently and date in different environments. So I know your lady is out there. She may or may not be a highly educated, successful black woman, but as long as you find someone who appreciates you and all the things that you bring to the table, then you will know you found your match. All right, put on your masks for this next one because this listener says, Dear Demona, love your podcast. I am fully vaccinated and only hang out with a few fully vaccinated friends. In an attempt to meet people organically offline, I was trying to get out more on weekends with these friends. One of them was recently sick with COVID symptoms, didn't tell me, and it turned out she had pneumonia and COVID. 
and then gave me symptomatic COVID, even though we were entirely outdoors, but not six feet apart. I live in a multi-generational household, and I cannot put everyone through this again. So my question is, how can I even date like this? Use a six-foot separation stick outdoors until they swear exclusivity? Hazmat suits? This is insane. Signed, not pleased in New England. Oh, not pleased. I feel your pain. I seriously do. And I think a lot of people listening are like, wait a minute. They told us we're going to get the vaccines and then we're going to be able to go back to regular life. And do you remember July? We were out there frolicking in the sunshine and we didn't wear masks and life was good. And then all of a sudden this Delta came in here and she was like, you better put your mask on. You're not going to be able to date now because even if you're outside with vaccinated friends, you could still get COVID. And she made us scared. But you know what? I got to tell you something and I got to tell this Miss Delta something. We still have to live our lives and we have to live our lives accepting some level of risk. Believe me, I get it. I'm traveling back and forth to New York filming Drew Barrymore show. I've been speaking at conferences. I'm stepping back into the real world, but I put on my mask every time I'm in a crowd, even with my friends, my close friends who are vaccinated. I don't see them indoors with masks. And that's The choice that I've made, because I have kids who are not yet vaccinated, who will be vaccinated as soon as kids can possibly get vaccinated. But at this point of the time of this recording, they are not yet able to get vaccinated. So I understand living in a multi-generational household. I understand the difficulty of this decision. And you feel like you've done everything right and you still got sick. And that sucks. But you still have to live your life and you still have to figure out how to how to calculate the risk in each individual situation. And every time I get on a plane and every time I meet up with a friend, it's a different calculation for me. So I don't want you to swear off dating. I don't know if the six foot separation stick outdoors is the answer, but it's not a terrible idea, I suppose. But it's very hard once you put yourself in these situations to maintain your boundaries. Like many times I've been in a situation where somebody was like, uh, can, uh, are we hugging? And I'm like, I, uh, no, but okay, here we are. We're already hugging. And my own boundaries have been compromised. I know how hard it is when you need to put up a boundary when you feel uncomfortable. So for you, you might want to spend a little more time with virtual dates before you move to in-person dates. Now, you said you're not pleased in New England, so I hate to break it to you, but it is going to get cold soon. So I put a little bit of speed on that. (laughs) Maybe get a bunch of conversations going. And I don't think it's unreasonable to ask a date to do a COVID test 48, 72 hours before your date. It's so easy to get a COVID test in most states. And it's supposed to be free. So it can't hurt to ask. And I feel like anyone who is seriously interested in meeting you, who also cares about their own health and safety, is not going to have a problem with taking a COVID test before you meet up. And then that might change the risk calculation that you're going through. And I'm so sorry that you went through COVID and that your, you know, your friend didn't tell you that she was sick and that you've put your family through this. And I know this is going to be the reality for many people 
probably for many more months. But human connection is the driver of everything. And I hope this experience won't make you want to pull away from all of your friends or pull away from dating or pull away from your family because there is inherent risk in everything that we're doing right now. And yet we have to put one foot in front of the other and assess our risk at one day at a time so that we can get back to normalcy again. I hope you enjoyed episode 384 of Dates and Mates. I want to just give a big thanks to my listener, Quaj Kid, who gave me a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. They said, thanks for a realistic show about modern dating. Your show has helped me get ready to get back out there after my divorce. I appreciate the down-to-earth discussion and open talk about modern dating. I feel ready to date and prepared for some of the people I'll meet. If you want to hear your shout out on the show or simply tell me what you love about Dates and Mates, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. I'm at Damona Hoffman on all of the socials. I would love to hear your questions for the show and my DMs are open. Or call me maybe, 424-246-6255. That is my 24-hour voicemail. And you can also send me a text there with your questions anytime, day or night. We'll be back again next Tuesday with my friend Tracy Crosley, who will be here talking about her new book on a much-requested topic, attachment theory. Be ready to take notes on that one. Until then, I wish you happy dating.